My name is Artie Manfredi. I'm part of an underground group of real estate agents you've probably never heard of. We are out to take back our industry from the iBuyers, from the bad agents who only care about their money, and from the people who just got their license because real estate seemed fun and easy. We grow our businesses by making an impact on people's lives, by mastering our craft and by an unwavering pursuit of learning and personal growth. We know clients are scared and we fight each day to protect them and their equity. We put ethics above all else and we survive only by our reputations. We are real estate rebels and this is our rebellion. Welcome to the, the Rebellion. I'm your host, Artie Manfredi, and I have a very special guest today. I'm here with the amazing Christina Geiger. How are you today, Christina? I'm good. It's 70 degrees out, and I'm supposed to put up Christmas decorations. It just doesn't No, it right. doesn't, especially because you're in Colorado with, with <laughs> me as well. And yeah, we've had a very, very strange weather year. Um, but I am so excited to have you here on the podcast um, today for a number of different reasons. So first off, you, you, we used to work together. And you have since uh, split off and started your own brokerage. So technically, we're competitors. Um, but uh, but I've got to say a couple things. Number one is you've always stood for integrity and, and high ethics. And in fact, you're you know we we always have agents that come and go, but you're you're one of the few that actually did it the right way. And you know you came to me and told me you wanted to start your own thing, and it was honestly the right thing for you to do. It was uh, the best move you could have made for yourself and your team. And um, it was fun to to coach you through it and watch you watch you develop from uh, from an agent to a team leader and now to a managing broker and I just love everything you're doing you uh, you, you you do a ton for your community um, you just you just go all in and uh, and so I'm so excited to have you here today. Uh, well, thank you so much. I think um, I've always I, I always knew that I was supposed to be working with you when you were with co listings um, when I started off as being just an agent I. You know, I, I followed the signs, I guess, um, not only what God was telling me, but um, I would drive down my street. I would drive down my community. It was like co-listing, 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 co-listing. And I was like, oh, my gosh, if I ever become a real estate agent, I need to get in um, with Artie over there at co-listings. And so um, I I had a great time when I was there. You taught me so much, always really supportive. Um, and, yeah, as I ventured into being my own managing broker this year, I think um, the scariest part was, you know, leaving, leaving the safety of what you give and what you did for me and having you that, and, uh, then, you know, learning after that, you weren't just gonna, you know, boot me out. And it it's great to know that I still have you as a friend. And yeah, I guess we are competitors. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like that to me for sure. It just feels like extended family. Yeah. But in a yeah, good exactly. Way. Yeah, not not the crazy uncle that nobody wants to <laughs> yeah, see. Yeah, I'm like, wait, I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I don't like yeah. all my family. So I mean, the kind that you actually like, the cool cousin. You're like, oh, I'm so glad Artie's coming yeah, to Thanksgiving. That's awesome. But yeah, so yeah, we are competitors, and that's why I part of too why I wanted to have you on is I think we, it's it's so important that in our industry we, we it's become so cutthroat, especially in a lot of neighborhoods. And in the neighborhood that we, you know, you were referencing specifically, reunion out here in Colorado for a while became very cutthroat. Um, and, and yes, and we tend to think of, of like real estate as a zero sum game, right? If, if Christina gets a listing, that means I'm not going to get a listing and, and vice versa. Right. And that's just not true. Um, don't get me wrong. It's not like you, you won't fight over a listing sometimes or both go on an appointment sometimes and one may get one and the other may get the other or, or however it works out. But 
right now, especially with the way our industry has gone, it's so important for all of us to come together and say, hey, let's let's all of us come together. We've all got to be better, right? Where the, the direction our industry is, is heading and, and the culture we set forth in the industry and, and what, we, what we're putting forth towards the public, like we, we've got to fix this and we're only going to do that together. And so it's so important um, that we all kind of put, put our competitiveness aside. Not, not that you should put it completely aside, right? We've all got to survive. We've all got to be somewhat competitive, but, um, but we can do so respectfully. We can do so um, with a mutual understanding and a mutual working towards bettering our industry and bettering, bettering each other. Well, and, and, you know, our, our community has so many great agents, so many really great teams. And, um, you know, we're so community based that almost, almost all of our sales out here are somebody local. And so as we're, as we're seeing like all these iBuyers, all these other people come in and do that, we know that they're not serving our community well. Um, but I agree with like, there's enough for everybody. Like, I mean, I, everybody wants to sell 600 homes a year, but, um, you know, if you're out there, you're working with your people, there's enough for everybody. And, you know, I think it's, it can actually mentally and emotionally suck you out if you are trying to compete, um, with other people, um, constantly. And like you said, it's nice every once in a while to get into a little bit of, you know, like a comp, like competition over one uh, listing, maybe it keeps you sharp, makes you, um, you know, thankful for the deals that you do get. But yeah, nobody should be, we're, we're, we shouldn't be out here fighting over, over listings. No. Um, it, it, and so I want to kind of take a step back and just talk about what made you so successful because so you jumped in, you, you were a regular agent. I'll never forget. At first, you were like, "Man, I, I, I don't want to be a team lead." And, and then you, be, and then you became a team lead, and you just attracted agents to you, um, and and the same tactics that attracted the buyers and sellers to you too. And and then, um, and then I, I'm pretty sure you told me you never wanted to be a managing broker, and yet here, here you are. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just lying my way right yeah, up the yeah, ladder. So, so, so I think what you need to say next is I, I never want to win the lottery like that. that. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want a Lamborghini. Yeah. I don't want a Lamborghini. Exactly. Um, but man, you, you just have this way in this aura about you that just attracts people to you. And I, I, and one of the things you do really well that you do so much better than I do, um, is cause I'm so like black and white and cut and dry. You, you really speak well to the emotional side of things. And I think that's part of what's made you really successful. So how do you do that? Like what, what is it that is attracting yeah. everybody to you? Well, you know, before real estate, I was actually in social work and worked and trained. And most of everything I did was all working around people in trauma, working with different types of people with different backgrounds, all over diverse training. Um, And it was mostly so that I could help support through like our county, you know, using um, some of the resources to get people into safe places. Um, and then when I transitioned out and I couldn't do it anymore, it was just so heavy on my heart. It, that's a tough so. job. That is that, that kind of job is for people who have servants heart through and through. Um, and so when I transitioned out, I feel like I learned those skills cause you would be so surprised. Um, the people, <sighs> I kind of compare it to, you know, when people are getting married and they say, oh my gosh, she's a bridezilla. She's not like that all the time. She's just crazy because it's so much stress. There's so much going on. There's so many components. I feel like people buying and selling, 
they kind of go into that same mode where I'm like, wow, I've known you for three years and you are being a crazy right now. <laughs> like you are stressed out and you're crazy. And so I guess maybe I'm able to bring some of those skills, like working with people in trauma. It's not as, you know, as intense as someone living in their car, but um, working with them through. So just t touching on the emotional and psychological part of what's going to happen, letting them know, like when I pound that sign into the front yard, you're going to get really sad. Yep. Right. You're going to start looking around. You're going to be you're going to think, what am I doing? Am I doing the right thing? Letting them know that they're on the right psychological like point and emotional. Um, when I come in and I stage your whole house, you're going to look back and be like, oh, my gosh, this house is gorgeous. Maybe we should stay. And I'm going to say, no, you're leaving. Like, you're <laughs> no, going. kicking you out now. <laughs> You know, you're, you got to go. We just spent six hours staging this house um, and letting them know that, um, you know, they're going to just feel these feelings during that little bit of time. And I think I do that with my team as well, you know, as they're finding themselves discouraged because they're not getting listings. They're finding themselves discouraged because their buyers are losing 15 deals after they've taken them out to see 40 houses talking about what like where do you where do people go emotionally when they come across adversity and like how can we coach our people? People through it how can we you know just be like really good human beings and that seems to resound with people like they just it, it's it works yep. that's awesome that's awesome yeah and yeah. speaking of your team now too so let, let's kind of now you transition from just being an individual agent to now a team so kind of this period between you know, being you being individual broker or, or individual agent and now opening your brokerage when you just started um, building your team what I also noticed too is the way you empowered agents um, and your, your, your agent specifically has always been um, has been mind blowing to me that the, the, the amount of time, energy and effort you put into your agents has always been is about awesome. But you, but you do it in a way that empowers them. Right. I see a lot of agents who start a team and they either um, micromanage every little every little piece um, or they don't really support enough. Like and I feel like you found you found this balance with them, which is why I think your team is obviously now a part of your brokerage and um, has really kind of set you up for success. And um, I think has made them super loyal too, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think as I started going through this process, um, I, you know, I actually was under co-listings with another team that you had once upon a time and kind of learned a little bit from that. Um, but ultimately I knew that um, people don't wake up in the morning and say, oh, I need to sell my house. I need to call Remax. I need to call, you know, Keller Williams. They don't think those things. They wake up and they're like, who did Jody sell their house with? Or who was that girl mm -hmm. that we saw that was doing the community events? And um, so what I'm trying to empower my people to my team to do is be that too, right? Like be out there, be your own thing. Um, one of the things that I've seen from teams that have failed is that there's the person at the top is always trying to control yep. them, right? Like you are the Christina Geiger team. Like you, like it's all me. Like it's almost uh, too much. And the people underneath are like, no, 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 I want to be, you know, I want to be that. Right. And so, um, in my mind, my mindset is that I want to be able to grow and develop agents so that they leave me. Right. And I think that a lot of teams, what they do is they grow really big. Cause you know, I mean, I could probably make a lot, a lot of money growing my team to 50 people and maybe they would stay, maybe they wouldn't stay. I definitely probably couldn't support them correctly, like not that many people because I still buy and sell lots of houses. 
So my, in my, in my head, it's always been, how can I help them grow and leave and be their own thing? And, you know, if they want to take a little piece of the key team with them and they want to franchise out and use the same format as I have had that I'm using to grow my team, then that would be fantastic. And, you know, I try and build a brand that they can be proud of and want to take with them. Um, but I think it's just not about being power hungry. It's not about like me trying to become the next Remax. It's about me trying to make my people the next Remax. And, um, you know, I think if you're always serving up, it just, you know, people don't want to go anywhere and they don't feel taken advantage of. They don't feel like it's a money thing. And that's a great feeling because there's a lot of places that you could just hang your hat for, I don't know, 50 bucks a month and get no support and get no anything. Yeah. And you know, if you're, if you're dynamic enough, you can, you can really, you can really thrive, but if you're not, you're just going to sink and die and, you know, do something yeah. else. No, and, and, and I want everyone to, to hear what Christina just said. Like, and what I want to point out is she found a way to be unique in a very competitive environment, right? We, and I know this is a mistake I made when we look at the, even and I know you talked a lot about the team and, and the difference in the team structure and how you support your team, but you're not doing that as your brokerage. And that's what blew me away as you were kind of making these plans and, and planning out your brokerage. And you had kind of told me about this plan of like, yeah, you you want to raise people up so they leave. And I was like, well, that, that sounds awesome, but that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, right, for the future. But what's been really cool in watching you develop this and watching you develop your people is they do become extremely loyal because they know what your heart is in this. They know you're, you're empower, empowering them um, more so than, than anybody ever has. And I know I made this mistake when I, when I was doing our brokerage and when we were first starting out, it was, yeah, how do we get people and keep people, right? It's all about recruiting and retention, right? That's what you hear over and over again in all these brokerage conferences yeah. and recruit, retain, recruit, retain, recruit, right? That's what's harped into you. And so to come out and say, no, I don't, I want you to leave, right? It's Yeah, I want you, I want you to suck all my knowledge out. I want you to do all the things that I do really well. And I want you then to feel empowered enough to start your own team. Because I really do think that the future or where we're at right now in real estate is team-based. Yes, there 100%. is zero way. I could sell 50 houses a year if I didn't have a team. Like I couldn't physically be in those places, right? I would be divorced for sure. Like there's no way I could have a family and be able to do that. And so, um, you know, I want them to say, you know, know that if they're going to, if they're going to do big things and sell big money, then they're going to need a team around them. Yep. And, you know, I know I said I never wanted a team and, you know, it just kind of happened. Um, and I think the team grew from, oh gosh, I can't show any more houses. Like I'm like, I'm tapped yep. out. And um, then, you know, working with another agent and then happening, happening to need more help and happening needs more help. It just kind of snowballed into a team and it's been fantastic. And, yeah, I don't even know where I was going. No, with that. It, it, it's awesome, and and I think what's what's really, I think the lesson for everybody here, number one is is Christine, you're absolutely right. It, teams are the present and the future. You know, opening a brokerage was like the the thing to do when we opened Colistics. Like that was like you made it right. Um, now and even now, looking back, like it was one of our biggest mistakes. You know, I should have kept it as a team. We 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 started our brokers as a team as a team, and the brokerage ads so much levels of complexity and a whole nother, again, you, you shift from now selling to recruiting, right? The whole thing, 
excuse me, the whole dynamic completely shifts. Um, And again, it was on this message of recruit and retain. So now by opening a brokerage and by focusing on recruiting and retaining, right, we now were competing with the Remaxes. And, you know, we at the time were a little boutique brokerage firm. Um, Uh But it put us in, in that same in that same com- competitive arena where now you have found a way to, to stand out. And I think this is also what's made you so successful in selling real estate is you constantly find a way to stand out, right? Especially here in Colorado. And, and, and I'm sure it's this way in a lot of places, but in Colorado, 25% of our population has a real estate license. That means one of one in four people, one in four has wow. a real estate license. I did not yes. know that. So meaning every, every house you sell, that seller probably knew four, five, six, seven other people that have a real estate license, right? Yeah. But they're they're choosing you. And it's because you found a way to be unique in a very competitive environment. You found a way to stand out. You found a way to differentiate yourself. And I see this mistake agents making all the time, especially all over social media, right? They just they just make a Facebook quote, just sold, just listed, um, right? Or they um, especially new agents will make a Facebook ad that says, hi, I've lived in the community for so long. It's like every agent before you has said the exact same thing and nobody cares, right? You have to find a way to stand out. And by you coming out with a completely opposite message of everybody else, of not recruit and retain, of no, like I'll, I'll empower and release or however we'd want to term it. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a (laughs) totally different message and and you found a way to, to, to stand out. And I think it's, it's amazing. And what's really awesome about it, I think this is true in a lot of different, a lot of different things in our lives, not just real estate, but what you, what you're saying and what you're doing seems counterintuitive, right? It seems counterproductive, right? I release these people, then that means, you know, the key team is not going to have as much income down the road or is not going to have be as successful or is not going to like fill in like the negative blank. But what you find is when yeah. you do those things, you end up getting the return almost, almost tenfold, right? It's the, it's the people yeah. that, that are so prideful that they're only after, you know, status, right? And the more they chase status, mm-hmm. the, the, le- the less they get it. Right. But if you stop chasing status mm-hmm. and chase, honorable things, the status just comes. It's kind of that same concept, right? It's the, the more you chase it, the more out of reach it gets. But when you kind of go all in, go in the other direction, it just kind of comes. And that, and I think it's a testament to how you've grown yeah. is, you know, you said, I don't want a team, but I'm just going to do these really ethical things. I'm going to be, I'm going to stand by integrity. I'm going to empower others. I'm going to, I'm going to do all these things. And everyone's like, oh, I, I want to be a part of that. Right. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's a testament to it all. And, and, and I, and I'm so thankful for my team because, you know, I, I, I built a team out of pure need. I could not do everything myself. Yep. Um, and it's, and it's nice. I feel like it's nice to have a team. There's always people working, there's energy. Um, you know, we all help each other. Um, we have, we have different people that are good at different things. And so, um, being able to build, build that support around you, because if you can keep yourself happy and healthy, you can, you can do uh, so many things. And I think a lot of agents, um, they burn themselves out. I know I've, I've done it. They burn out so hard and then they're broke and then they have to start that train all over again. So I'm just trying to be steady and consistent. I'm not trying to like, you know, fly through the roof. I'm just trying to be steady and consistent and it seems to be working, but yeah. Seems to be working. I think it's I like, working. I mean, yeah. that, that's the key to anything, right? It's consistency. If you if you wake up and do the things you need to get done every day, you're going to get those results. And again, I, I think that's the, the, the key, another key lesson here, right? Your your focus was on consistency, not 
not the number, right? Not the end goal, not how do, how do I get my team to be giant? How do we sell a million houses? It's just be consistent in our activity. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, and, yeah. and I think agents do make that mistake. I see it a lot, that burnout. Um, and it often comes from they're too afraid to, to grow. They're too afraid to take the next step. They're too afraid to hire somebody, right? They're too afraid to fill in the blank. And, and yeah. they end up just burning out, right? Because the truth about real estate is you take your foot off the gas, right? You're going to get yourself in trouble. You have to have that yep. gas pedal mashed down constantly. And that gets exhausting if you don't have the help, if you don't have the support, if you don't have the encouragement, if you don't have all those things that you need to, to do that every day. Uh, it's huge. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, I yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So where, uh, what's next for the key team? What's next for Christina? Where, where do you see, where do you see yourself going with all this, um, that you've created? Well, I guess I should say what I don't think will happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then that will, <laughs> so this is exactly will, what's going to happen. happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, our goals for 2022 are to, um, my, my personal goal is I have, two teams now within my teams. And so, and then I have another, another agent that is considering building a team. Um, and so I think it's helping them with their blueprint and their next steps and helping them grow. I mean, I guess I would say (sighs) what I wouldn't want is to have a ton of little micro key teams all over the place. But if I think about it, about how it would really work is once they're out of the nest, like once they're done, once they've learned what they can learn from me and they feel like they can do it on their own, then they take their independent Stags key team, Baker key team, Fontana key team, Johnson key team, and they just thrive. And, you know, I'll be, I'll be like Artie. I'll just be their support. If you need me, I'm around, I'll be here. Um, and then, you know, I'll just keep on growing me and, you know, my, my business. Um, because I, that's the one thing I don't want to lose grip on. I don't ever want to be a broker that doesn't sell houses. So I think that's who I am. Um, plus that's the best part of this job is, is the selling of the houses and finding people their first time homes and helping people get out of foreclosures and doing all the heart stuff with families. Um, I, I need that to fuel me. Um, so I think those are, that's probably what's next for me. That's awesome. So we talked about the emotion piece and you, you just hit it again. Like you can tell, like it is just front and center in everything that you do. And, and it's a huge part of what made you successful. Um, the other part I see you doing a lot of is just the community events, the community outreach, the nonprofit involvement. I mean, like you you have your hand um, in literally everything, which I think is, is also was a huge testament to your success. Um, how do you pick and choose what you're going to get involved in or not? You know, I feel like some things have grown from a very selfish place. I've said, oh, you know what? I really wish there was like a community garage sale and we could get 200 houses in my community so that I could get rid of all of my stuff. (laughs) And so then I put that plan in action and then it's grown, right? It's jumped communities. Now we have multiple communities and it's, you know, uh, we're setting up, we're already setting up some goals for next year. And it looks like we're going to add another like four or five communities to that. And so, um, I would say that just looking at the need of what needs to happen in our community, what brings people together, what what I feel like a small town would feel like, what would a small town 
do, um, you know, and so um, trying to pin in on those things. And I think I do those things for me and I do those things for my family. Like I want my kids to like know their neighbors. I want them to know that, you know, if they see that there's a cause worth fighting for that we do that. I support our, you know, my kids' schools. I support all of the local businesses. I think it's just being an active part and truly loving where you live. Yeah. And, uh, and people like when realtors live in their neighborhood, they're like, Hey, if they live here, then it must be pretty dang good. Right? Exactly. So we want to, we want to raise, raise them up. I know I'm always telling my husband, I'm like, make sure we mow the lawn. Like, I don't want people to think that like, we're those people on the block. Like they have a higher standard of me. So, um, you know, we try and, you know, we, we got our Christmas, we take our Christmas lights down appropriately and, and those kinds of things. But, um, Lead yeah, we, we're doing, uh, yeah, yeah, leading by example. Um, but we're doing, um, we just got done doing a turkey trot with Commerce City, which was really, really fun. And that was, you know, a, another thing that's just fun to do is to have everybody come out, do something fun and healthy for the with their kids and dress up. And there was games and prizes. And um, we were able to like run around the beautiful golf course. And then um, tonight we're actually going to be um, doing something at the coffee house. We're going to um, be um, supporting Cup and we're going to set up a Christmas tree. And um, then it's going to be donated to youth um, that work there. Um, and so it's, it's just, I think it's just being a, just being a really good neighbor, just be in your community, love your community. And I think good things will happen. That's awesome. Yeah. So we talked a lot about, um, you, you know, growing a team, growing a brokerage now. Um, let, let's hear, I'd love to hear your wisdom on, um, to the new agent that's listening, someone who's just getting started, or maybe they've been doing this a year, but they're not quite had the success they wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, what would Christina tell them to do? Um, you know, I know for me, when I was brand new, I was looking for like whoever was doing it big, right? Like I, and that's why I did. I saw the co-listing signs and I was like, they're doing something right. I need to go over there and do something right. And, um, I think it would just be getting, finding a mentor or finding somebody who truly wants to help because there are just too many agents out there that are willing to take you on um, as someone who's new and they're willing to give you nuggets, but they're not willing to like share what they do that makes you successful. I would say if we have 20 events per year, I probably took that idea from other agents that I saw in the community, from co-listings, mm -hmm. things that you guys were already doing well. And then I converted that to focus in on like hyper-focus on my neighborhood. Um, so I would say find somebody who's doing something really well and then see if you can translate that. Um, and if you have to pop around, that makes sense too. You know, like if you're somewhere for six months and you're like nothing, there's no feeling there, then go somewhere else. But you know, if you're in those brokerages that only charge $35 a month um, for you to hang your hat there, that also makes sense. Yeah, too, exactly. right? So <laughs> they're saying, yeah, you can be a broker here, but we're not going to share anything with you. We're not going to help you. Um, you know, we're not, we're not going to do any of those things. We're just going to let you be yep. here you know, let you stand in the back if you don't want to shine. So I think find, um, you know, take the time to actually interview brokerages. I think what happens too often is you get out of school or you're like, I'm going to do it. And then you don't find the right people that are going to inspire you. And then you burn yep. out. Mentorship, right? That's, that's cool. Yeah. Find someone who's like willing to like 
love you. Find somebody who's willing to, to do those things. I, and, um, I don't know, I, I didn't mention it at the beginning, but I actually was with a brokerage six months prior to coming to co-listings and I failed and I, I didn't do well. And it was the same thing. They gave me all the books. They told me to do all the things, but I just didn't, I didn't get it. Like I needed to feel it. And so, you know, when I moved over to co-listings, I was like, okay, I see what they're doing. I see you, you love your people. You love your sphere. You love. And I was like, Oh, that's easy. Like, and then once I started doing that, it, it, people just came, right. It wasn't hard sales. Like I don't door knock. I don't, I'm not, you know, my, my foot is on the gas pedal, but I'm not, I'm not running people over. And oh, that's a great way to say that. I love that. Love your people. Have your foot on the gas pedal, but don't run people over. That that is. Yeah, don't love that. Run people over. I love that. Like, don't get me wrong. You might you might zoom by so fast that you know you accidentally like someone gets whiplash because of you. But (laughs) you can't help that. (laughs) You can't. Oh man, I love that. That's perfect. Yeah, I mean, finding a mentor, and, and so I would encourage you to. You know, find that mentor, and it may not be the broker, right? It may maybe you are stuck mm-hmm. in this discount brokerage. Maybe you're in a small town, and that's all there is, right? But there's an agent in that yeah. office that is doing something that you can learn from. You know, watch them, and even yeah. if they won't mentor you, you can see what they're doing from a distance. And you know, that's yeah. uh, you know, best practices, right? Is is what we in the business yeah. world call stealing. But it, do best <laughs> practices, right? Um, yeah. Certainly don't steal what you're doing. Do what Christina did. Like make it see what see what's going on and make it your own. Um, but but get that mentor that's going to pour into your life, pour into your business, is gonna guide you because man, one of our biggest disservices in real estate is the structure to get your license, right? Everyone gets their license because oh I, I I want to help people. So I want to help people with their largest asset, right? And I want to come beside them and I want to guide them through a complex process. And then they go to real estate school and they're like studying to be an attorney. It's like basically all how not to get yeah. sued. And they're like, I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't get into this to be an attorney. I want to help people. And then they get out of real estate and they go to their brokerage and their broker says, congratulations, you're now in, in sales, go door knock and go cold call. And there's like this moment of yeah. like, what do I do now? <laughs> like and freak out. And you know what yeah. they, the reason they get into the industry and versus what it really turns out to be is not always the same. And so getting that mentor to show them. And, and I would also pick a mentor that's doing something that, um, that you can see yourself doing, right? If you don't get, if you, if you're not going to go door knocking and you're not going to enjoy door knocking, don't get a mentor who specializes in door knocking, right? Um, you know, find that person okay. that's going to, um, that's going to be, that is doing business the way you see yourself doing business. Um, so that you, you can learn and, and actually apply and be successful with it. I think is key. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Christina, thank you. Any, any parting words of wisdom or any other, anything else you feel like, um, agents need to be successful? You know, of course, I could say all the consistent stuff, make your calls, make sure you have a good CRM. I I think all of that. But I really think um, make sure that you personally are happy and healthy. Like uh, it's I think it starts way before all the selling of the houses um, and getting your business cards and having a super awesome website. I think it's if you are personally happy and you are personally healthy, you're going to do great things no matter what you do. And don't lose track of that. I think um, I'm always having to pull myself back and saying, like, you know what, did I do what I needed to be? you know, spiritually happy, emotionally happy. Am I doing all of those things? And I would say, don't lose track of that. Everything else will come. That's awesome. So to sum up, make sure you're happy and healthy, love, love others 
have your foot on the gas yeah. pedal, but don't run people over. I think like that, yeah. that, that, that I think sums the whole thing yeah. up perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's all in the Bible somewhere. Yeah. yeah sure that's gotta be. That's gotta be. I think, I think yeah. so. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. That's awesome. All those things. Well, Christina, thank you so much. You are a rock star. We are so honored to have you here on the podcast and all of you listening should be so honored to um, have wisdom poured into you from one of the greatest around and if you do have anyone, uh, like I said, Christina's here in Colorado, specifically in the reunion area of Commerce City in, in Brighton, Colorado. So if you have any any uh, any agents listening, if you have any referrals, send them to Christina. She's awesome. And as you can tell, she just loves on her people. And she will love on your referrals and uh, and really and everything and everyone she touches. She, she just loves on them. And so we appreciate you being here, Christina. Thank you so much. Thank you, Artie, for being you and doing this and just, you know, all, all that you well, are. Well, thank you. Take care, everybody. Bye.